So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast episode something 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 because i forgot <laughs> to look it up it is episode 317 for september 26 2021 my name is nathan reince bruth and joining me this week we have connor the cyberpunk monk besh and that's it it's me i'm the only one that's it apparently aroa like has to spend time with his wife who he loves i don't, I don't get it do you, i i I don't understand. I, I'm starting to think maybe Aroa just doesn't like us. Like we we were like, hey Aroa, come play video games with us, your friends, whenever you have time. You know, no obligation, no priority, and it just never happens. See, and I think that's the problem is we give him the choice, and he uh, will, okay. and he will uh, always. Could, I'm sorry, if go if on. You can get the breaching tools or whatever we need to break in. Yes, I could hog high him down, and once we're there and have him tied to a seat, he'll have to play Halo with us. And it'll but, be just like old times. Yeah, I think that he has just bad time management for other people. And so you have to basically be like, we are doing it at this time, uh, which is kind of how we were, we were able to get him to do the podcast most weeks because it's a very set time that we are like, you were going to do this. But anyway, uh, Connor, where can we find you? Uh, speaking of Aroa, you could find me at Aroa.website. I believe my links are still the last three. One of those I want to bring your attention to is Clinton Score Classics, the Rise of the Rune Lords first edition podcast. Releases yeah. every Monday. Yeah, it's good. It's good. People like it for some reason. And you also have me, Nathan Reitens Ruth. You can find me everywhere at Reitens. You can find me on Twitch at Reitens. You can find me at YouTube at Reitens. You can find the podcast. You know where else you can find them on? On well, Twitter well, at Reitens. Right, right. You can find me on Twitter. I was going to bring that up. You you jumped the gun. You no, jumped I it. No, I stole your fire. That's what I did. Okay. So, yeah, Wonder. I'm back. I'm back on Twitter because it, it took a, a couple of weeks of... I would put in an appeal that basically... I, I actually had a form that I, I wrote up in Notepad, and then I just copy and pasted into the appeal. And then... Every couple of days, they'd just be like, no, you uh, you posted hateful content. And I was like, somebody fucking look at my tweets and tell me where I was being hateful. And my form was like, there's one of two things happened. And I, and I laid out what had happened. And what I think actually happened, because they still, they never gave me a response. But what I think happened was I had a discussion with somebody who then probably reported a bunch of my tweets and they Twitter looked at it and then just automatic like the algorithm just blocked my account. Um but I, I believe that this person was very upset that I don't wanna buy a diamond ring ever because it apparently I I don't value women enough. That's, okay. what I, that's what I've been told. Space. You could let it all out. How does this all make you feel? Uh, you know, getting banned from Twitter, I wasn't really upset as much. Like, cause, you know, it's their right to ban somebody from Twitter. 
Um, I wasn't upset about that. I was just upset that their algorithms kind of suck, apparently. And the fact that I put in the appeal, and it's very clear that people don't, like the people at Twitter don't read the appeals. Like they don't read the appeals. They don't actually go and look at the the accounts. And they're just like, oh, it's, you know, it's a hate, hate account. And so it took me a while. And then on Saturday morning, I think it was Saturday, yeah, Saturday morning, yesterday, I woke up, and I didn't have my glasses on, but I saw two Twitter notifications, and I was like, what? Like, you know how they'll, like, do trending topics and stuff, like, as a notification? Right. And I was like, what? And I checked my email, and they're like, oh, we determined that, that we accidentally, it was a mistake on our part to ban your account. Ooh, we're sorry. We're sorry. And there was a guy laying on a, a bear mattress or something like that. It was weird. A bear rug. Uh, it was weird. But yeah, it, it. I'm back now. So you can find me on Twitter. Um, and then you can also find this podcast, Reaton Podcast, everywhere on Spotify, on on iTunes, on Stitcher. You know, you can you can rate and comment on the podcast. And when we see it, we will actually mention it on the podcast. Same thing with Clinton's Core Classics. So. Uh, I think that's everything for that. So what games did you play this week? Uh, well, you see, I played being a little sick this week, so I had a lot of time to play video games, which is kind of nice. Uh, I had mentioned in something that we will be discussing later that there would be an update coming on to Animal Crossing. And I was like, you know what? It has been, uh, I don't know, a year and two months since I have last played this game. Let's clean up the island in time for the update. And... Being rewarded in a feedback loop of do annoying island chores is good, but golly, I hope this update has a lot if they expect me to keep on playing Animal Crossing. I see. Uh, I have been playing 40k Dawn of War, the first one, which came out in like 2004. Yes. And it is a fun, if not simple, RTS game. Pretty sure this is like one of those iconic games that like a lot of people ended up playing growing up to, uh, game developer wise i see little trickles of this game in a lot of other places and i'm not sure if that's just because of the uh the source material it copies from or or what ended up being it but i like especially the way that the turrets look and behave i, I see a lot of starcraft in that you know uh, starcraft too i'm not sure again that, that might just be a coincidence though i remember in the 90s mid to late 90s you know it's it was a while ago i was i was a kid but the mid to late 90s uh my uncle playing a starcraft game way back then uh because apparently they've had i'm sorry warcraft game way back when uh Mm. apparently they've had those forever ever since warcraft was a thing i think they've been releasing rts games for it uh warcraft for sure i think dune 2 was the first rts like ever and that was a really big deal well dune 2 was i remember watching somebody play that as well but that i don't think it was the first rts but it was the first one with basically modern mechanics like it a lot of companies that yeah uh, that base can build structures those structures can build units those units can harvest materials, and if you click on them and tell them to, to fight, they go to war for you. Yeah. Um, so, so 
Yeah, I remember watching somebody play the Dune game because I vividly remember as a child watching this person's thing get eaten by a by a uh, a worm. <laughs> and a sandworm. What would worm. be Dune if somebody wasn't getting consumed? And I was like, what's that? And he's like, it's a sandworm. It, uh, you don't want to fight those. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, apparently. Uh, but yeah, did you play any... Uh, are you going to play number two? Because I know there's a Dawn of War 2. Yeah, uh, I got it in the same bundle for like 30 bucks, or I think it was even cheaper than that. Uh, it has all of Dawn of War, all of Dawn of War 2, and Dawn of War 3, which I might just give a wide berth. I, I don't hear good things about it. Mm-mm. Uh, but know what else I bought this week? Again, something we'll talk about later is Castlevania, the Ooh. advanced game Circle of the Moon. This cool. this game is my jam, man. I I feel like I might have even talked about it on the podcast before, but they they did like a shadow drop of it, and we'll talk about that later. And I impulse bought the fudge out of it. I've been playing that. Good, good. I'm happy. Uh, I, I, I play Pathfinder. That's not really a video game, but doing some piracy stuff i hit I hit level six as a druid which is when druids start getting stupid fun yeah so i'm looking forward to next week druids druids can be fun i have not played one uh as as you know as you know i've i played a barbarian that's i think i've been at every game that you've been at um no uh i believe there was a one-off i did but it wasn't You've been to every Pathfinder game I've done. Uh, I did do Star Wars or something. Yeah, I did a one-off of, I believe it was Dungeons and Dragons four, which is the bad one, from what I understand. Enough to kill Gary Gygax. And then there was uh, another game I played for a while uh, of the World of Darkness. Uh, but okay. that was like a decade ago, and we—I only played for a few months before I was like, I don't have the time for this. Um, because the people that I was playing with, you know how how we have the once a week we do Clinton's Core Classics, and we we record that on Sunday, and we release those on Monday, I believe. Right. And uh, I like that schedule. The problem is the people I was playing World of Darkness with wanted to play like every day like we had a set day to play the game and then they would just message me and be like hey you want to play today and i was like i got like schoolwork and shit like i can't i can't play the game every day and so i had to drop out because right. I, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation uh i've been adjacent to that sort of situation i once ran a game of Shadowrun for people who the people i was playing with were uh, once the offer was given, we're very interested in just, hey, we'll do a side quest thing and, you know, we'll get some experience for it. Give me some experience. And I was like, you guys need to give me, you know, a heads up. Tell me what you need to do and I can find a map and we can plan it out. I, I can't do this like with 20 minutes prep time, you know? Right, right. Uh, did you have a uh, what sort of, uh, a minute of Warhammers? A Warhammer minute, yeah. Speaking of not having the time for things, do you have that music loaded up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of these days, I'll make a shorter job. Beyond the Slayer protects us. We serve the greater good. Blood for Blackheart! This is the Warhammer Minute.
So I got to play two games uh, that I'm going to be talking about here. So I'll try to do about 30 seconds on each. First of those, we played with friend of the show, Alex, uh, who plays Guntaris and Siobhan in Clinton Score Classics. He has a Drukari list, which I played against my ad mech list. The reason I wanted to talk about this game is because of the ending. Drukari are tough, man. They were winning the game, you know, almost the entire game. Then we got to the last round. I had a pretty lucky couple of shots go through. He had one unit that in order to win, he needed to have survive and kill something else to get it off of the point he was on. Last roll of the game, he needed four ups to hit. He had three dice to roll. He rolled three threes. I won by two points because of it. Nice. So that was pretty fun. I I like when games are, you know, determined by things like three dice at the very last round. That's exciting to me. Yes, I I understand. And the second game? Second game that I did was a game that I did for my shop's crusade. Uh, One of the people that I'm playing a crusade with, he does. I mean, I think he does, but he didn't show up with models that you buy, like from kits. He 3D models and prints all of his units. And there are rules that the Games Workshop has followed since like the 80s, basically. That's like, hey, um, we're about creativity. If you make the model and as long as it fits the base in the hole, it's legal. As long as you make it, though, you can't like take someone else's model and 3D print it. That's uh, that's something they changed recently. I, I don't think they were anticipating the 3D printer revolution in the 80s. Probably not. Uh, small soldiers, they're, they're the only ones that were anticipating it. <laughs> they saw it all coming. Yes. They, uh, uh, that, that I wanted to mention this guy. His name is Felix the Crazy on, you know, wherever you get 3D models and stuff like that. You could actually buy his stuff. Um, he makes custom Tau, which is one of the factions. I think he has other stuff too. Uh, but that was kind of inspiring to me in the sense that, oh, I have a 3D printer and I have friends who can get me software to make, you know, models of acceptable quality. I mean, you could just that use Blender. Sure would be neat. Uh, the the guy actually uses Blender, and I'm I'm very aware that Blender is not very user friendly. Yeah, you gotta you you, you, yeah, gotta, you gotta learn, learn. what you're doing. Yeah, and whatever. I'm good at learning things. I I'm an I IT guy. Do... I can Google like the best of them. I don't yeah. I don't think I have the creative bone in me though. That's my problem. Like trying to actually create stuff is is Wait, awful. To be fair, I didn't think I'd be good at painting either, and I'm. As I'm doing right now, I I don't think this is actually half bad, but it all really based like I can paint something okay if the model beneath it already has those textures. Like I I can make something that already looks good look pretty okay, but if it's just a blank canvas, it yeah, not not you you know I I could highlight features that are already there. All right, we're talking about making a model from scratch, and I maybe maybe it's not really like that though. I don't know. I haven't I haven't dipped my toe into the water yet. So you haven't you haven't uh, tried the the Bob Ross method where you just have a blank slate? Not yet. Um, I am feeling the inspiration. I am intimidated by the tools necessary. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, I wonder. I'm I'm sure there are, are other things you can do to to kind of get it get it going. But we'll move on. Uh, we'll talk about me. This guy, Reeton and what games I played this week. I played another round of Deathloop, and it's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, it's It's got kind of a puzzle thing to it, so it's not just you got, you got to go and kill these people. Like, as you kill 
uh, some of what they call the visionaries, you learn different things about like their behaviors and other characters' behaviors and where they're going to be. Uh, so you can try to take out more than one of them at once because you have to take down. I th- there's eight visionaries you have to take down, and so you kind of got to find the best way to take all of them out in one loop, and you only have four times to do it: morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. So there are ways. There's obviously there is a way to do it, uh, but I ended up doing one thing, uh, and then talking to a computer, and then after I was done with that section, I went to another section and did that and found codes that I can use on the computer, like different actions you can do to communicate with the computer. So now I've got to go back to that computer in the next day, clear that area again, talk to the computer and be like, hey, do this and uh, go from there. So uh, it is pretty neat. Uh, I'll probably play some more of that on Monday, which is tomorrow. I was going to I was going to do it, uh, I was going to do more of it on Friday, but I played some Halo Infinite, and they have a multiplayer beta going on right now. This weekend is 4v4. Next weekend, which I will be gone for, is 8v8. It's the big team battle. Or whatever, 16, I don't know. I don't know how many people are in big team battle. I'm not a huge fan of it. I know that uh, Cyberpunk Monk is a huge fan of it. I... I had I had fun playing Halo. It was uh it was good. I at first I was doing pretty poorly, but then I got it in the groove and uh I started getting like plus 10 every every game. So apparently either they were matching me with people who sucked or I just got better as I as I played. Uh one thing I don't like is that the melee doesn't seem to have as much range as it does in like Halo 3. So right. like your lunge of people zooming around the map with it. Yeah, so the lunge is a little shorter range and so I think that got me killed a few times cuz I tried to melee and I just punched the air. Uh but but yeah, it was it was a uh, pretty good. There is a bug right now that I'm sure everybody has seen where if you do it correctly while you're changing weapons in the middle of the animation if you melee um it, you can melee super fast. So you can like cancel out the changing animation, melee, change weapons, and then just do that a bunch. And you can punch over and over and over again, which uh, I really hope they, <laughs> they fix that little bug because I think it could be, could be game-breaking at some point. Uh, and, of course, I played some Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, notable thing that happened in Yakuza Like a Dragon is... There's like a management sim. I don't have you been in the the stream when I've done the management sim stuff? I've not seen the management sim part now. You're basically managing properties trying to get uh profit off of this uh, off of this company and you're the president of the company. And uh you reach a certain milestone and they do a cutscene where they're like you need to buy a new headquarters because we can't have your headquarters being that dump. And so the two people that you work with, the two ladies you work with, are like, we'll find the place. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, You go there, and they're like, oh, it was super cheap. And you find out it was like 100 billion yen, which is like a a billion dollars for that. You're like on the top of a high rise, 
and they're like, well, we, you know, we just spent a lot of money because it was, it looked really nice and we just wanted a bunch of add-ons and stuff. And your guy's like, it's okay. We'll make it work. We'll, we'll bring this company and we'll be number one. It'll be great. And I was like, and if it doesn't fucking work, I'll just jump out the fucking window. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the, uh, no, I shouldn't make that joke. Never mind. <laughs> You're not the uh, only one with that business strategy, I hear. <laughs> okay, um, so so it, it's it was fun. It's a good game. Uh, if you like, just I, I love that you can just do a ton of different things in the game. It's not just go through the storyline. And I like that the side quests are actually good and engaging. So I really like it. Uh, and then I haven't played anything else, so we're going to move on to some stories. How do you like Blackface? Oh, you know me. I love it. I love it when uh, teachers in Oregon show up to school in Blackface. Okay, okay. Let's, let's, let's ease, ease the listeners into this. Uh, there's a place called Newburgh, Oregon. An employee at Newburgh, this is from uh, K2, uh, uh, an employee at Newburgh School Went to work in blackface, according to a message from the district. It says it is important to remember how blackface has been used to misrepresent black communities and do harm. We acknowledge the violence this represents and the trauma it invokes, uh, regardless of intention. So, person went to school in blackface, um, and that's bad, right? That's obviously a fireable offense. If if I saw somebody do, if if I was like the superintendent and I saw one of the teachers or substitute teachers come to school in blackface. I would fire them. However, yeah, that's a good call. Um, it gets worse. That's that is not the worst part of the story. The worst right. part of the story it, is why she went to school in blackface. I don't know if it great. says it in this article, but the reason why was because she wanted to she was she was trying to protest the vaccine mandates that they are doing at a federal level she was trying to protest the vaccine mandates that they are putting on um making it so that people have to get you know vaccinated uh, against the deadly pandemic that whose numbers have surpassed that of the spanish flu so can you believe it gets worse? Uh, it can always get worse. That's that's the human experience. When she showed up to the school in blackface to protest the vaccine mandates that are constitutionally legal, she called herself Rosa Parks. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> not what good. Like, I... I it's dumb. Like the, the, this the, person is obviously not very mentally well. No, um, perhaps these unprecedented times have been difficult on this person and maybe they've lost their connection to reality just a little bit. These aren't things that a, a stable person does though. Yeah. So, so it does say that actually, uh, there's a quote here from somebody called Ashley Ness. It says, as somebody who's worked for school districts, that's not something I would ever think to do. And if somebody is doing that, there might be something wrong with them mentally or emotionally. But here's the deal. 
I can kind of understand if the person wanted to protest the if they thought whether right or wrong, which are, they're wrong, but if they thought vaccine mandates are unconstitutional and illegal or they're against them or whatever, I could kind of understand going there and protesting that. Uh, and I believe that this is because all teachers have to get vaccinated unless they're, uh, there's religious or, or health exceptions. Uh, but, but what if I put on blackface and called myself Rosa Parks? Then surely they wouldn't make me get the shot. Yeah, yeah. So they, I could kind of, yeah, I could kind of understand like not wanting that, like being like, no, I'm against it. I don't think we should be mandated. But definitely don't put on, if your thought of, if your thought for anything is, I am going to put on blackface, that you should stop, you should just stop right there. There was a time, uh, and, 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 I, and I swear, it, this kind of has to do, it's just irrational thinking. There was a time I knew somebody whose uh, aunt's boyfriend did so many drugs that he was, uh, like, like... I'm excited he, to see he how was this on pro- connects to yeah, blackface. Yeah. No, no, no. He was on probation. And so they would always check his veins to make sure that he wasn't, you know, doing heroin. Right. And so, uh, there was one place where they wouldn't check. And so, that, that the uh, no, it was his penis. Ah, I was close. And then it, uh, you know, apparently it stopped working. And with where I'm going with this is if I'm in a situation where I want to protest something and my thought is I'm going to put it on blackface. Like, that's the part where I stop and go, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Same thing with shooting up in your penis. There's a point where you're like, ah, I got this needle. I'm going to, wait a minute. You know what? I should probably get help. Something Hold is on. wrong where with me. where am I me. at in my life? <laughs> yes. If, uh, and, and this is just some general life advice. If you're planning anything that could drastically alter your course, um, maybe like write it down on a piece of paper and fold it up, put it under your pillow and, and just sleep on it. Give yourself some time to consider the consequences of your action. I remember you still feel the same way in the morning. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe you're not very mentally stable. I I have a friend who lives in Canada, and Justin Trudeau, in like 2004, put on blackface or something. And my friend kind of tried to defend him, and she's like, "Well, it was like over. It was like 20 years ago, and things were different then." And I'm like, "No, no, they weren't." Not really. In the early 2000s, if you put on blackface, it was still a bad thing. <laughs> like, and, and even like trying to find things to defend blackface, like if I saw a mime and they were in blackface, I'd be like, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, if I, if I saw a heavy metal band and one of them was like full on corpse paint, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, teachers who don't want to get a shot. No, that one's not. And really then calling yourself the Rosa level. Parks. Yeah. It's, it's not really working the same way. Avoid yeah. it un- unless you're a mime or a heavy a heavy metal artist, in which case it's questionable. And and the reason I brought this up is because I am in Oregon. Uh, normally I wouldn't bring up a story like this, but there is another story that's kind of related. Um, because the whole idea for the vaccine mandates are because our our hospitals and ICUs are being 
overran. Uh, in Oregon, I think it was 86% of the people who are going to hospital for COVID are unvaccinated. And I think nationwide, it's over 90% are unvaccinated for people who are being hospitalized for COVID. Uh, I'm not surprised and, by that at all. Yeah. So uh, St. Charles, which is a, a major hospital um, conglomerate, like they have, they have hospitals in like every town uh, in, in Central Oregon. Uh, they bought a mobile morgue. To put all the dead people. Uh, this is from News Channel KTVZ. Uh, it says acting quickly uh, is the norm for healthcare professionals, especially during a pandemic. But St. Charles Bend is experiencing a new level of challenges. As a result, St. Charles has now a 17 foot refrigerated mobile morgue trailer to deal with higher number of deaths. Uh, yeah, the it says Goodman said the hospital averaged 2.7 deaths a day this month, nearly double the 1.4 deaths uh, a day seen in June, and 64% of the deaths in September have been COVID-related. So, that yeah, it, it appears that they bought a, a refrigerated mobile morgue, and the reason I wanted to bring this up is because this lady thought that vaccine mandates were bad, but she doesn't care that the number of people dying month over month is doubling. So, Just don't think about it. Everything will be fine. Vote yeah. red next election. Well, I mean, this is this is a bad thought, but I've had it before. Like, and and I think a lot of people on our side have had it before. Like. The people who are dying of COVID who are unvaccinated are probably Republicans. Uh, I'm willing to bet that data will be released within the next election cycle. Yeah. And I, I bet. Yeah, I, I bet bad, bad things are going to happen for Republicans um, because they don't. A lot of them just don't trust the vaccine. Uh, so it's, it's what, exciting being at like the very end of a country. I know, right? It's great. I wonder what uh, happens next. I bet it'll be exciting. I think we're going to get invaded by barbarians. I could be a barbarian king. You know how you're an internet warlord? I could be a real warlord, Nathan. <laughs> you could. You could. Like I'll Mad be, Max style. I'll be your jester. Um, <laughs> let's move on and we'll actually talk about some some gaming stuff. Uh, There's a big lawsuit that happened with... Uh, Epic Games and Apple and Apple kind of won and Epic kind of won and nobody really won. Uh, so nothing's really changed yet? Nothing's really changed, but uh, it looks like nothing really is going to change for a while because Epic, after the lawsuit was done, Epic was like, hey, uh, can we can we put Fortnite back <laughs> on the iPhone? And Apple's like, no, what the... No, no, you just sued us. And they're like, come on. Uh, it looks like Apple is not going to let Fortnite back on the App Store until all court appeals are exhausted. So uh, I believe that Epic is appealing uh, some of the rulings, and then Apple is appealing the ruling uh, of which Epic won. And so until all of those are 100% settled, Fortnite isn't going to be put on the 
the iOS store. Uh, by the way, why would people play Fortnite in general, but like on a handheld? I, I couldn't see myself doing that. Could you? Uh, I could see somebody who doesn't have a console. Like, I, I imagine there are a lot of kids nowadays who don't own an Xbox or a PlayStation or a, a Game Boy or whatever, but their parents got a nice phone from work. Did you know? Uh, apparently, there is a problem nowadays with kids, uh, teenagers, and even college students not being able to open up the file system in Windows. Uh, like, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, like there um, was a technical incompetence. Well, there was a a professor who was like, "Okay, go to this directory," and they're like, "What's a directory?" Uh, because kids they don't really use computers very often. Like they use phones and tablets. Phones and tablets. Uh, or I know like schools will give people Chromebooks, right? But uh, Chromebooks are are pretty easy and don't really have a file system you can explore that that much. Man, so I it makes sense for my folks. They got Vista on their computer. What? What? Why? They still have Vista. They, they, that's how much they use the actual computer. Oh, I mean, I remember getting Vista way back in the day, but Jeebus, trying to get, trying to use Vista nowadays. First off, it's discontinued. It's been discontinued for like a decade, and right. uh, it was just not. It was not optimized very well. Uh, let's move on. Uh, you know how there's DMCA strikes? Like, where if you... Uh, unless you're Twitch. Well, no, even if you are Twitch, there's DM DMCA strikes, and that's why they they had a huge crackdown uh, where people were getting, like, suspended and stuff for having uh, copywritten music in their videos. Mm -hmm. And apparently Twitch has signed a, a deal with the National Music Publishers Association to address the DMCA issues. Um, it's not as cut and dry as you're not going to get a DMCA strike for listening to music. Um, but this is from Destructoid. It says, Streaming giant Twitch has signed a new deal with the National Music Publishers Association with an eye on improving the DMCA problem that plagues the site's users. While it is hoped that the new agreement will in time lead to more forgiving process for any streamer who uses copywritten music... Uh, it should be noted that the agreement is more a case of Twitch covering its own back in regards to getting the uh, into strife with record labels rather than striking a deal that will vastly improve the situation for the streamers themselves. So it's saying basically Twitch can't be sued for this shit. Uh, mm -hmm. Under the new deal, any streamer found in violation of the DMCA rules will now be offered a clear warning about their offenses rather than have their videos instantly deleted. However, Twitch reserves the right to dish out penalties and deletions to any streamer who the site believes is flagrantly breaking the rules. For example, rebroadcasting a concert or repeatedly playing copywritten material on a regular basis. Um, so it's, it's trying to be a little more forgiving. Instead of just immediately taking all the videos down, they'll give them a warning. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's not... It, it's being kind of highlighted as like a huge win for us, for the streamers, but I don't think that it's it really is going to do anything in the long run. It's still going to probably get people to get their, their videos deleted, 
Um, and what, what mainly happens is while you're playing the game uh, and you're listening to music and stuff, that's fine. Uh, but if people are saving uh, their VODs, that is where it becomes an issue. So people are saving the videos and they think, for some reason, DMCA thinks that people are going to go listen. I listen to like a three hour broadcast just to listen to some music that happens to be in the broadcast instead of just going to YouTube or Spotify. It's, it's fucking dumb. It's, yeah. Everyone knows it's dumb too. Yeah. You just don't have rights. Sure. You don't have rights to that music, but you're not saving a VOD and playing music on it because the music's there. It's, it's like having a radio on in the background or something like that. Now I do. I do agree though. I mean, if you have a live concert that you happen to have as a VOD, that's not cool. Um, but what about, like, it's very rare that it happens. But there have been times, like, I believe in Fortnite and in, like, a, a couple other MMOs where they've had, like, a concert in the in the game where you could go and actually just sit down and watch a concert, like a virtual concert that they're doing. Would that then, that would probably constitute a DMCA strike, I would imagine. Speaking, I was going to mention, uh, I, I can't imagine getting a strike for like listening to uh, Level 70 Elite Tour and Chieftain or whatever they are now, the the in-game band in World of Warcraft and Warcraft yeah. 3. But... Uh, did you hear that when Metallica played during BlizzCon or something like that? And I don't know why the fuck Metallica was playing there anyways. That that connection never really made it to me. But during the Twitch stream of it, they muted the the concert and played like commercial free music over it. That is amazing. That, that is, is amazing. I think if I paid like if I had virtual tickets or something like that and they yoinked out the concert like that, I would be furious. I would I would be mad too. Like it it was obviously their algorithm did it, right? Like or I, something. I imagine that that or they did it to avoid the algorithm, but it, it seemed very uh uh predictive or uh you know like to trying their best to avoid the issue in the first place. We're just gonna play music over this. Yeah, that's, that's so weird. But no, they've had like real bands, not just like bands created for the game or bands brought in to like do music. They've had like real concerts in video games before. And it was weird. But yep. uh, Twitch muted their own live stream and played royalty free music over Metallica during BlizzCon because even Twitch is scared of Twitch. That is that is that is pretty great, um, yeah. So hopefully this this DMCA thing, you know, goes away. But it it won't it won't go away. Music publishers want their money, and they they want to get your money. So we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about Xbox. The Xbox, uh, is it just Xbox? It says here Microsoft has brought the new Chromium-based Edge browsers to. The Xbox Series and the Xbox One consoles. So it's Xbox One and the Xbox Series S and X. That's really cool. Um, so the new Edge 
the new Chromium-based Edge browser is now being put onto the all the current Xbox consoles. And that actually is allowing for a lot more things to come up. Let's the, the let's talk about the one omission is that you can't have extensions. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, which is annoying. So there's no like you can't put on ad block or anything like that. Right. Which is balls. Uh, but it does allow you to do some really interesting things. Um, it says with uh, keyboard and mouse support, which the Xbox consoles do have, gamers will find it easier to use productivity apps. More importantly, you'll be able to play Google Stadia or or Steam PC games with either a mouse and or Xbox controller. Uh, for now, there's no microphone support for live chats, chats on Discord or other apps, according to The Verge. So it says also uh, Microsoft trumpeted uh, the release of Play Later Discovery, uh, but I don't know what the hell that is. Um, yeah, so you can actually, if you want, you can go into the Edge browser and play Stadia games. Huh? Huh? Uh, I'm excited for being able to bring an Xbox into the office and be like, no, I use this for my productivity apps. That's just porn, Connor. Get out of here. These are my spreadsheets. Don't look at my (laughs) spreadsheets. (laughs) But, but yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I do wish that they had extensions available, even if they were like curated extensions, just ones that they, they approve by Microsoft. Uh, but hopefully they'll put those in the future and hopefully they'll do some other things. Um, there wasn't an omission here uh, besides just that, but I can't remember. It's like there's one, there's a type of game that you, like streaming service that you can't play and that's the NVIDIA streaming service will not work with Edge for some reason. Uh, the GeForce Now. It. Uh, I wonder if that was by design. I yeah, I don't know, but it, it you know it's whatever. But it seems a little weird that they would they would not let you use that. I think you have to use Chrome, but I'm not sure. I know Xbox is trying their best to be like you could use our our controllers. You know, press this button and you could use it on your console to your computer in the, the in a blink of an eye. Yeah. It it. They seem like they are going more and more towards the option of your Xbox is dedicated hardware for gaming. Your PC could also be dedicated hardware for gaming. Let's have these two communicate as best as we can. And that's a good direction. It seems odd that if they continue going down this path, more and more doors like that wouldn't open themselves open to uh, like, hey, you could have uh, your shield, your NVIDIA shield now working on your Xbox. Or the, the, the Steam Link. The Steam Link, yeah. Which I am I, I have signed up to pre order the biggest one of those. I'm getting the medium one. I, I you know, I was just like, you know what, for, for six hundred it was like six or seven hundred bucks. Six fifty, I think. Uh I'll sign up for it and see what happens because there were the, I didn't want to get the lowest one because the lowest one had EMMC on it. I yeah, believe that. Uh, so you need to get at least the medium one to have the actual good memory and and storage on it. Anyway, 
there, the reason we're kind of going through the stories really quick is we actually have a lot to talk about because our next story is the Nintendo Direct, uh, which is which is cool. Uh, Animal Crossing uh, apparently got something. Brewster, it got what? teased. Um, Animal Crossing. The last couple of games have had a uh, owl. I guess he's a, an owl. Yeah, Brewster. I, I I don't actually know what he is now that I think about it. That's not important. He uh, he, maybe a pigeon. Anyways, he is the barista for your island or your village or whatever game you're playing. And it sounds like he is going to be in the museum in an update that's coming out soon. This is what the fuck is Brewster? I don't know. And this is kind of a bad. It says Nintendo Direct, all the news and announcements, but then it like it goes through and it kind of sucks. So I'm going to open up another link. And it looks like I got Nintendo Direct, uh, the biggest announcements, top 10 biggest announcements. Um, Kirby in the Forgotten Land is yeah, Kirby's, Kirby Fallout. Uh, well, we don't know anything about that yet. We just know it exists, and it it looks kind of like Kirby in a strange land. Yeah, it says uh, it's one of the only new games announced. I didn't actually watch the Direct. I was... What day was the 23rd? Is that Friday? I was busy working. Um, only new games announced. Uh, traditionally, a 2D hero, Kirby will be able to explore a post-apocalyptic world in 3D. He'll still devour enemies and possess their powers, just in a more three-dimensional space. So it is Kirby doing Fallout. Not quite. So when I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be a sequel to... Uh... I think it's called Tokyo Jungle. If you've ever played that game, I've heard of it. I haven't. I haven't played it's it. It's a great game. It's it's a surprisingly dope game, uh, but it 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 has that same aesthetic of like nature's reclaimed metropolis, and now yeah. there's Kirby involved too. And he eats things and steals their powers. I love Kirby. I'm excited for it. And I Brewster like is a uh, a pigeon. That's it's what pigeon. I. It says it says right here. The pigeon will land in November. Oh, yeah, it sure does. Yep. Uh, Nintendo 64 games are coming to Switch Online. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how much it's going to cost yet, so I don't know if I'm actually excited about this. Yeah, so right now you have Switch Online, which is $20 a year, which is really cheap. Right. Um, and that comes with, like, Super Nintendo and NES games. And then they're adding on an expansion, which I assume is going to be like $10 more a year, but who knows. Uh, that will increase that to also include some Nintendo 64 games. Um, it says the service will launch with Nintendo 64 classics like Super Mario 64, Star Fox 64, and The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which I think you like that game. I think that's, that's a game you enjoy. I think it's enjoy. weird that Super Mario 64 is coming out on Virtual Console when it just came out in 35th anniversary, which you can no longer buy anymore. Yeah, they, they only allowed you to buy that for a few months, and then they, they took it from you. I don't fucking get it. Uh, <laughs> but it will also, not only is it allowing for Nintendo 64 games, it is allowing for Sega Genesis games. Yeah, which, that one was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, which include uh, Sonic 2, Echo the Dolphin, which is a fucking Yo. crazy game, uh, and Golden Axe. Um, they are also selling new controllers for $50 a piece 
a Nintendo 64 controller and the three button Sega Genesis controller or Mega Drive the controller. Six button one. The six button one is being released, but only in Japan. Why wouldn't you just get the six button? You need the six button one. I fucking agree. I know. <laughs> I'm well, glad you agree with me, Nathan. I hate, like, they do that all the time. Like, when they came out with the PlayStation Classic, they released the original PlayStation controller and not the analog controller. My analog sticks. Where's my, where's my turbo? Or No, it was an analog button. Where's my analog button? Yeah. And then... Like every time they release like a Genesis classic, they're like, "Ah, oh, we got the three button controller." It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Nobody wants the three button Genesis controller. They want A, B, C, and X, Y, Z. Yeah, and so we need um, we 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 will need to import them. If 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 you really care, you got to import it from Japan. The the six button controller. Uh, I don't really care because. I don't I, care that much. It, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. And apparently if you got to do it right, you got to import it from Glorious and Nippon. Yes, exactly. Maybe maybe I'll go to Japan next year and, and just pick up a bunch of those uh, six-button controllers. Not a bad call. And then they'll be region locked and I'll be mad. Um, no. <laughs> there are additional Nintendo 64 titles, such as Majora's Mask, F-Zero, and Banjo-Kazooie that will come to the service at a later date. So maybe I'll the- finally play Banjo-Kazooie all the way through. Yeah, maybe. Um, oh, goodness. The next biggest announcement. They're making a new Mario movie. It will be animated. Um, now, there's some actors and actresses. I don't know who they are. Um, but but Chris Pratt is going to play Mario. Star-Lord is going to play Mario. Uh-huh. What, Guardians why? of the Super Mario Galaxy. I guess. Um, I don't know who Anya Taylor Joy is. Going to be Peach. She's Do Peach. I... Um, I've Charlie heard Day's that... Luigi, which is a great Luigi. Who is Charlie Day? Charlie Day is uh, Charlie in uh, what the fuck is that show called? Why am I drawing a blank on it? Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, I think um, I I, 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 I was... didn't I didn't like that show so. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's in uh, oh, okay, Pacific okay. Rim. Okay, I've seen I've seen Charlie Day. He looks um, kind of like the guy from Psych. Anyway. Um, and uh, Donkey Kong is Seth Rogen, so Donkey Kong smokes weed now, which is cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then we got Jack Black as Bowser, so he does some... I really want him to start, like, singing. Like, just <laughs> do a random musical number. I'm excited for that. Hey, are we just not talking about triangle strategy? Uh, did I miss it? No. You so I'm it. I I I went to a different thing that was the ten biggest announcements, and I'm going through oh. that list. I'm, um, I'm sorry. We uh, you, you were going off the list, and I was like, you skipped some things, man. Yeah. No, no. It, I I didn't like the way that was set up, so I moved I moved to a different thing that had a little bit more explanation. It says um, Keegan Mike Michael Key will play Toad. Which I I he's got to do the he's got to do the toad voice you know he's got he's got to sound like a crackhead yeah he he really does um, and then apparently uh, uh, Charles Marion uh, Mar- Martinet Marionette Martinet uh, will appear in the movie as various cameo roles I'm in a movie too Yahoo 
Yeah. Yeah, that is that is I don't like it. Uh I the only one I have a problem with really is Chris Pratt as Mario. I I don't know. I am happy that Whatever it's not going to be to the wrestler who played Mario in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. He's dead. Oh, so he's probably not going to be out for doing it, is he? No, Captain Lou Albano who's your who you're talking about. That's uh, Cap. There's a song well, that's, about that's him. That's a bummer. There's a song about him, by the way, uh, called Captain Lou. You can listen to it. It's good. Um, I will not play it on here because I will get a DMCA strike. But uh, yeah, Captain Lou Albano played uh, Mario in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, unfortunately. But uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, he was he was a professional wrestler. I remember him more as a, a manager, uh, and apparently he he was. Just a, a weird, weird guy. Um, Bayonetta... wore the face makeup. I'm sorry, what was that? Like like the really deep circle face makeup. I don't... I'll look it up in my own time. I was, okay. I was hoping that you already knew a lot about him, but that's uh, an unfair assumption. Uh, about who? The wrestler who played Super Mario Brothers, Super Show Mario. I know quite a bit about him. He didn't really wear uh, makeup. He did put... Uh, rubber bands in his beard. Mm, I'll find out in my own time. Okay. Uh, Bayonetta three got a re reveal trailer. So there's a there's a little game, uh, called Bayonetta three. Do you like Bayonetta? I know Aroa would no, fucking it's, it's, love that. It's Devil May Cry basically, and I'm I'm not very phased by beat 'em ups like that. Yeah. Uh, and I know it. It. I mean, it looks pretty. Yeah, and I know that the developers were trying to get a better Joy-Con that had, like, not the the the, the D-pad, but like a rocker style. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I mean, I I like how they were trying to be vocal about change that they want, even though nothing came of it. So yeah, that's neat. I I like um, I I I like the aesthetics of Bayonetta, but I could never play it. I just don't really care for those style of games. I. What I'll do with those games is I'll play them for like an hour or two and then never touch them again. Right. Um, but it's cool that they're getting a third one because I don't think the second one did very well. But it was also on the Wii U, uh, which that also did well not do very well. Um, we also have Splatoon 3. They brought uh, back my favorite dude, who is that dude who looks like he's going to do a school shooting. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. The the dude with the white lab coat and the the cringy ass glasses. Oh, okay. You know um, the one I'm talking about, right? No. He has an energy about him that terrifies me. I see. Uh, the, so they are coming out with Splatoon three. It says Return of the Mammalians. So I, I assume that's m- mammals because they're all squid people. They look people. like furry tentacles. Ah. Um, Nintendo showed off a good deal of Splatoon 3 gameplay, including including new multiplayer powers like the ability to turn into a kind of squid Spider-Man. Uh, but the company also revealed that Splatoon 3's campaign will be called Return of the Mammalians and features a new world for players to explore. So, that's that's cool, I guess. Do you like Splatoon? Nah. I like it. But it's not a game that I want to play every day. It's like, neat and it's different. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's unique. 
It's just not my thing. Yeah. We've got uh, Monster Hunter Rise is getting an expansion already. See, we um, skipped another one. Uh, Castlevania Advanced Collection. We're still... I'm going through a different list. I'm not If you want me to look things. at the different list, give me the other list. It's I'm going on, in blind here. It's on that list. Did you drop it? Where? Where? It's it's no it's it's on that page. It's the top ten announcements. Um, I, it's like the third or fourth dot down. Biggest okay, God Nathan, fuck. I said I was clicking on that one. Um, so where Monster Hunter Rise is getting an expansion. Um, it says in summer of 2022, Sunbreak. Uh, Nintendo called the expansion massive. It'll in. Include new monsters, locales, hunting actions, and quest ranks. It's paid DLC similar to Iceborne expansion that World got in 2019. So, I I have played Monster Hunter World and I played Monster Hunter on the Switch. I played the 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 beta thing that they had uh, for like they had a, like a little demo where you got a couple hunts you were able to go on, and I. I want to like Monster Hunter games, but they're just not games I can really get into. H- have you played any of them? Yeah. Uh, I think it was Rise that came out on the 3DS. My no. roommate at the time was playing the... F- I don't remember which one it was. The one that was on 3DS. Yeah. He was playing the f- uh, the one that came out with that silly attachment before the 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 actual 3DS that had like the, the little nub on it that you could use. Oh, yeah. Man, they like the... went through a lot of 3DSs fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, th- that was his jam for like a week straight. So I picked up the game to play with him, and it's, it's kind of like Devil May Cry beat him up, except the monsters is real big now. What I f- what I don't like about it, um, and 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 this has been kind of a problem for all of the Monster Hunter games, but but even more so, uh, since since they have such big areas now with like world and rise um is when you get a monster significantly injured and you're like oh yeah i'm gonna kill him and then they run away nope i'm gonna go eat something and heal a quarter of my health yeah and then uh like also i don't like that there's a time limit like you have like a 20 minute time limit video game yeah uh, it makes it feel like an arcade and you get a rank on it and I just if it's an open world let me explore an open world fuck you right jet set radio sucks and jet set radio future is my jam I like both of them but I, I understand what you're saying the, um, for for that specific reason the when they're like you know this this arcade experience is fun but what if we just gave you a world and you could like openly explore and in this case hunt monsters and I, I bet it would be a more fun experience I have to say that was you know other than like the the Mario games and Sonic, that was a really good pack-in game. Having uh, Jet Set Radio, Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah, it was. That game's my shit, man. Yeah. Anyway, Chocobo GP is Final Fantasy's new kart racer. I actually skipped this. I I was so like not willing to tolerate that. It's maybe thirty seconds into the trailer. I. I mean, they have BB. <laughs> I guess. I guess it's it's a Final Fantasy kart racer. What are we doing to this franchise? I don't know. I mean, I'll not. I'm not gonna get it. 
at least not right away. But it, it, I, I can't say it would be bad. I mean, Sonic has a kart racer, and it's fucking amazing. Sonic kart racer has no business being as good as it is. I know. So uh, maybe it, maybe it is. It maybe it will be good. I doubt it, but it's going to be exclusive, and it launches in 2022. It's going to be exclusive to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has. It has chocobos. It has. Let me see. Shiroma. I don't know who that is. It's got Vivi. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can recognize any of the other characters that might might show up in this trailer here. Um, lots of chocobos. Uh, yeah, it seems to be just showing off those three characters, but you can. I'm sure you can see other ones in the trailer, but I, I can't tell who they are. They um, look like Funko Pop- Popified. I, I don't know who the target audience is for this. Obviously not Final Fantasy fans. But that's okay. We're going to move on. Oh, look. Castlevania Advance Collections is out Yo. on the 23rd of September. That was three days ago. Yeah. Um, it says Castlevania fans will be able to replay some of the series' classic handheld games with Castlevania Advance Collection, uh, which launched Thursday night. Players will be able to rewind, quick save, and map their own button for Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Castlevania Harmony of Dissidents, uh, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, and the SNES title Castlevania Dracula X. Are you so Circle of the Moon is like one of the best games ever made, and I will fight you to the death on this hill that I'm prepared to die on over this. Never played it. It's great. Uh, being able to play it is great, and being able to map buttons is it's amazing. The game does that thing where, like what what Japan did, where the the O button is actually the good button, and the X button is the the back button. Right, right. The 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 proper way to do it. They did it the proper way. I I guess if you're wrong, uh, they, being able I mean, to map that and do it right makes it so the game doesn't feel frustrating and uh, challenging to play. It, it's not that bad. I'm just being overdramatic. I know. But it, it released three days ago, and I've already got like seven hours on my save file, which for me is phenomenal. And how long does it take you to beat it? Beat it. It's a it's a mo well it's a handheld game, so it can't be that if long. I, if I was power running, like speed running it, I could probably beat it in not me, but people who do speed run it could probably beat it in like two or three hours. But I'm taking my time. I enjoyed this game as a kid. Good. Well I'm happy that you're taking your time. Are you gonna play all of them? Uh I will probably play Harmony of Dissonance. I might play Aria of Shadow, and if I'm not burnt out by then I'll play Dracula X. I, I know Dracula X is not as good as uh, Rondo of Blood, um, which I think it was supposed to be. It, Rondo of Blood ended up being for the the the, the Turbo CD, and we got Dracula X, which just wasn't as good as as the the Turbo CD version. Uh, but what you gonna do? Uh, what are act, you gonna do? Act Razor. Uh, Renaissance, it's a remake of a classic. It was also out on the 23rd of September. I watched a review on this. Apparently, it has some issues. Oh, no. Uh, first off, it is on, I believe, the PS4. It is the PS5. 
the Switch and on Steam. And one of the issues it has is apparently it's the same issue that another recently released game has where it runs at 50 frames a second and not 60 frames a second. So you have repeating frames. So there's a bit of judder throughout the entire game. Fuck is this their first release? I I don't think so, but apparently it's a Unity camera issue that can easily be fixed by patching the game. Uh but the company just has to patch the game. See, we already uh we released that game and we already started seeing paychecks for it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we could patch that. Uh, and then also, because I watched GameSack do do his review of it, and uh, he had he also said that the over, you know, there's like a sim thing in that game, right? So there's the right. you go and it's you like fight a monsters. Simulator or something. Yeah, and I guess they changed that quite a bit, and they made it so that it was it was like a lot. Not more difficult necessarily, but a lot longer for those sections than in the previous release. So there, there are some issues with the game, but I mean, if you want to play it, watch a trailer, watch the reviews, and see if you wanna if you wanna pick it up. I will not be picking it up. I have too many games to play right now. But uh, if you're if you're interested, do it. Are you interested? Not particularly. No. Me neither. Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and Smash Brothers Ultimate are getting their own uh, Nintendo Directs. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to like finish your sentence or something. I I was. It says their own Directs, and I was like, let's say Nintendo Directs instead. That makes a little bit more sense. Um, the big final big announcement from the September Nintendo Direct is a more of an anti-announcement, Nintendo teased players with an upcoming Animal Crossing New Horizons and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate announcements, but instead of revealing the DLC character for Smash or what players will be able to add to their uh, Animal Crossing villages, Nintendo announced two mini-directs instead. The final direct for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate will air October 5th at 10 a.m. EDT while we're all updating our computers to Windows 11. Uh, the Animal Crossing Direct will air later on October, in October, but Nintendo didn't offer a specific date. So, that's good, I guess? I I mean, I don't care about either of those games, really, but I do like that they announced an announcement. That's always fun. I guess some people were a little upset about that, and... I don't get being offended by a company doing an update. I'm sorry they didn't say all the words that make you happy, but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there was also... a couple of games that weren't mentioned here that I think were worth bringing up. That's what I was going to say. It looks like we got Triangle Strategy uh, got fine-tuned based on demo feedback. This is the game that I remember because they released a demo, and it was, uh, you know, it, it seemed okay. I, I tried it out, and they sent me an email about my thoughts on it, and I filled out their little questionnaire thingy. And it looks like they responded to some of those criticisms pretty well. I might actually pick this game up. It looks like a lot of fun. Good. Did you play the demo? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and, you, and then you submitted the stuff. So did you like it when it was in that phase, or was it just eh? It felt like every other bland tactics game with a, a fun twist. It, it felt like every other tactics game that saw what Octopath Traveler did and said, ooh, we should do that. I see. Uh, I, I, 
I might pick it up at some point. I'm not a huge fan of tactics games because I'm bad at them. Uh, uh, but tactics games. But I, I, I mean, I liked Final Fantasy Tactics. But another reason why I kind of hate, I, I not hate, but I, I didn't like tactics games back in the day was um, when I first got my original PlayStation. You know what? My mom didn't buy me a memory card, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to play Final Fantasy Tactics without a memory card and just keep the PlayStation on. Uh, which works out well until you're about four hours into the game and you lose your first combat. Womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. Um, Disco Elysium, the final cut, is coming to Switch in October. Uh, I That like, was one of the ones I was going to bring up. I've heard about Disco Elysium being a good game. I haven't played it or really watched much of it, but... I want to get it, and the only reason I don't have it is because I don't really have the time to play a game like that the way that I want to. Yeah. Which is to spend a whole bunch of time with it. Now that it's coming out on Switch, I think maybe I don't know. I, I kinda want to see how much it costs and what I might do is I might get it on Switch and you know that'll all be great. And if it costs too much, then what I'll probably end up doing is getting it on Steam sometime and then I'll play it on my Gabe Boy. Yes, I, I wanna get the Gabe Boy as well. Uh next year. It'll come out next year. And we're all be we will all be underwhelmed by it. Uh, almost certainly, but I have high hopes. Yeah. Which anyway, is the worst thing you could do. Yeah, don't don't do that. Last time I had high hopes, they were dashed. It was uh, it was WWE 2K20. Uh, it wasn't that. I I I always expect wrestling games to just be not good. I play. I've had Thank too you. many bad wrestling games that I played in my in my lifetime. So, that's our our podcast for the day. Nope, uh, nope, nope. Uh-uh. What? What? Did we miss something? Shadowrun is coming out on the Switch, baby. Uh, I didn't see that. It, uh, they don't have it on the list here. Oh. But when they announced that, I said, yo, so loudly that my oh. neighbor through an open window was like, are you okay? <laughs> and I had to explain that I was excited about something I saw on the internet. I see. Well, I'm happy um, that you were excited about that. I had actually messaged Hairbrain Studios, the developers who released that, and was like, hey, any interest in taking that IP and releasing it onto the Switch? And they're like, we would love to. However, we don't have the rights to anymore. So I'm glad to see they it all worked out. Oh, so um, they, lost the, throwing... they lost yeah, the they... license to uh, Shadowrun. Right. But uh, they they must have renewed it or gotten it refreshed or maybe got published under a new house. I don't know the specifics, but I'm definitely picking that up day one. Yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. That's that's part of the problem with licensing an IP is unless you continually pay for that license, you may just end up not being able to release the game ever again. Um, uh, that's we've we've spoken about that with. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the game, and right, how right. they're they're like, yeah, we can't renew the license, and they're just not allowing us to do anything. Like they they'll allow us to continue selling the game, and do security patches, but we literally can't add anything new into the game. So like they were just stuck there, and on one hand, with a, a license like Shadowrun or Pathfinder even, or, or Dungeons & Dragons, or anything like that, 
on one hand, you kind of have a built-in fan base. So people are going to look at that and say, hey, it's a Shadowrun game. I like Shadowrun. Dog controls my destiny. And then they'll buy that game. Uh, but on the other hand, you run into situations like that where, where you may lose that license and not be able to release that game for new consoles. And starting your own IP, like starting a brand new IP, you own that IP, but you don't have that built-in fan base. And new IPs are incredibly hard to sell. You're going to, you know, Halo's, Halo and Call of Duty are going to make a lot more money than me coming up with a new, a new IP. No matter how good the game is, there's not that, that just fan base that's like, oh, a new Halo game, I'll buy that. I mean, eventually there will be games that, you know, do, you know, Halo had Halo CE even at the time. That was before people even really knew who Bungie was. They were just people who made a game for the Xbox. Right. It'll, it'll happen again. Eventually it will happen again. Right. And I, and I know, but I'm just saying that overall it's, it's a lot harder. That's, that's part of the problem. Like, uh, that days gone had where they had, um, a brand new IP that they were trying to sell and Red Dead Redemption had already released Red Dead Redemption two and, uh, God of War was another Sony game that released before it. So like, you had Days Gone coming out after those and being like, hey, I'm like almost as good as you guys. Ah, ah, people want to, no, people don't want to buy me. People don't want to buy it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's, that, is that our podcast? Is that everything? That is our podcast. That is our podcast. We will be back. Well, actually, I won't be. I will be in Seattle. You won't be here. I think Aroa and I are probably doing the Aroa Entertainment podcast. That's fine. Um, and God, I hope Aroa is here because being this social really drains me. I, I need someone to not have to be your co-host. It, <laughs> it, it, you should, you should try doing it by yourself. Mm, that is, if it was by myself, I, it would probably be a different type of show. <laughs> You're just, it, it would be, it'd be morning edition where I sit there with my coffee and my cigarette and I just get increasingly angry at the things that grind my gears. That might be fun. That might be fun. Anyway, I will see you. Oh, by the way, I did have a new video. I had a new video released on YouTube. Everyone should go watch it. It, I I opened a box of snacks from Greece. Thank you for watching. Uh, I'll be back here in two weeks. Connor might be back here next week. Who knows what will happen? Well, I'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. Farewell.